thanks for coming, first of all. So I'll, I'll start off with a bit of your background as well. So just give me a little bit of the background in terms of how you started, because I, I know you also started at Big Bank, and then what did you do at, like prior to Montonio in general? Because you did start at an early <laughs> age as well, as far as I yeah. remember, right? So just give me a bit of the background. The quick life story? Yeah, quick life story. Okay, let's go super quick. Uh, born actually in, in Luxembourg, grew up in Estonia, so both parents Estonian. And yeah, in my previous life, I used to work at a bank uh, for a short period of time, but part of the product management team yeah. at Big Bank. So I, I used to work on their checkout financing, so like yeah. buy now, pay later product. Yeah. Uh, halfway through, realized that what I was building was pretty, pretty useless. <laughs> so based on that, quit my job and uh, we, we started Montonio. And you, you knew co your co-founder from the high school years as well, and you guys, how did you decide uh, to, to, to establish Montonio? Because I remember you guys were sort of high school friends. Uh, you had this sort of political philosophy discussions with him, like your childhood <laughs> friends were back in the time. I remember talking about yeah. that back in the time as well. Your memory bit, is way too good. Uh, <laughs> scary. Uh, but yeah, so we have quite a few co-founders actually. So Karel, yeah. we, we did meet in high school, didn't like each other at all at first. But then, yeah, it was like a starting literature class. We started talking about political philosophy, started liking each other, became best friends, went to uni together then. And uh, yeah, there's actually quite a few co-founders. Uh, the second kind of exciting story would be how I met my uh, CTO. Yeah. So we actually met at a concert when I was in uh, in high school. So I think it was everything to do with dragons in, in Sarko Zorheil. Uh, we had a friend in common afterwards. We went to McDonald's, uh, started uh, discussing tech, and uh, yeah, the rest is really history. Wow, nice story. Yeah, <laughs> pretty crazy. How, how, like, moving from that maybe into a little bit of Mont Montonio story as well. So do give me the, the sort of the overview again of what you guys do. But, you know, having talked to you, you know, way back in the, in the past as well, you guys started <laughs> off with something, doing something a bit different than what you guys are doing today, as far as I remember, right? Oh. So <laughs> what, was, what was the backstory and how, how did you sort of slowly move into what you guys are doing? Yeah, we've gone through quite a few iterations, yeah. I'd say. I mean, we started with, uh, with my background from, uh, from Big Bang, which was really kind of financing heavy. So super straightforward idea. I used to work on the Buy Now, Pay Later product. So let's create a checkout financing flow, which has multiple different lenders behind it, and then a single application. Mm. And I mean, on its own, it was already pretty, pretty exciting because we saw like a 1.4x increase in positive financing decisions. Mm -hmm. We're able to decrease credit costs by around 30%. Uh, but I think it was around the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, when we realized that we can offer so much more value to our merchants. Mm -hmm. And that's when we really went deep into the payments market and saw it's, it's a super weird beast, uh, payments and, and finance. Uh, because what we saw is, in essence, that the payments market is going through a phase of commoditization. Mm -hmm. So in essence, when we look at the payments uh, market in, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, it was really difficult to move money from one account to another. Mm -hmm. So in that kind of market situation, it makes a lot of sense that it also has high intrinsic as well as associated monetary value. And as such, being purely a transaction layer is super, super valuable. But now the complexity of doing payments is, has decreased so, so much that it is becoming more of a kind of commodity layer, mm -hmm. the, the ability to move money, to accept payments mm -hmm. or, or send payments. Mm -hmm. That is kind of the hygiene factor now. And the, the kind of, 
motivating philosophy behind Montonio really is that we see that the payment uh, is commoditizing and the main question is how do we build a business which does not only survive in this hyper-competitive environment but actually uses this as a tailwind to really, mm. really thrive. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how we came up with uh, um, so work, uh, work in progress with the name, but we call it like checkout orchestration, which yeah. in essence means that we're able to go so much more wider in, in value uh, than only the payment transaction layer, and then also offer the payment transaction layer at much more competitive pricing. Uh, you, you, so maybe let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So what do you guys do in terms of uh, some of the additional things like account to account payments? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so moving out of the sort of the <laughs> classical network schemes as well a little bit. Yeah, let's 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 dive into product because yeah. in, in essence our product is kind of three main pillars into which we're building. So one of them uh, we call it our payment facilitation pillar. Mm -hmm. So there in essence we're able to uh, take the kind of old school payment rails and then offer them as a single integration to to all of our merchants. The second part you already mentioned, which is account to account. So account to account or payment initiation. Uh, it's it's really the kind of uh, um, what open banking came to be in a super, super practical sense. Mm -hmm. In essence, it means that when it comes to old school uh, banking technology, so in Germany it was created by GiroPay, in Estonia it was uh, guess because in Germany it's like PayU and DotPay. Uh, in essence, it means that the payment method which those markets have been really trained to use and for which the market has a lot of context uh, it's it's now possible to you offer them on a totally new cost basis as well as on totally new technology. So we developed the bank API. So we're going super in depth into the actual infrastructure of those transactions as well. And the reason is purely efficiency. So mm -hmm. by having the lowest level of control over transactions, mm -hmm. there's so much you can do to improve kind of transaction efficiency and conversion as well. So that's where our product is absolutely market beating. Uh, and then the third part, which, which I'm super, super excited about, is for example our delivery products, which we're now building into. Because when it comes to deliveries, it's so closely adjacent to payments that it makes a lot of sense for it to be within the same relationship, mm. uh, as well as with the same integration. And as a merchant, if, if you're able to kind of integrate, uh, sign up, and then you get the entire payment stack, which is like 2x cheaper than alternatives, yeah. and you get deliveries, and we're able to monetize on both sides, it in essence means that we deliver a lot of value to the merchant, uh, take a bit less of a cut on the kind of payment transaction rate, and all in all are still really, really healthy when it comes to margins. And in terms of the infrastructures that you've built to enable all of this, yeah. were, have you guys you know, utilized third-party providers in the in the past? Are you still utilizing it? Is this all your infrastructure? How, how do you see it going forward as well? Yeah, when it comes to account-to-account, -account, it's purely our yeah. infrastructure. So uh, there, we're, we're not using any kind of uh, API aggregators yeah, or yeah. something, yeah. which is really there for the conversion. Because it seems, I mean, in open banking, there's a lot going on, especially in the kind of API yeah. aggregation. But it seems almost as if for those kind of providers, the number one metric they're looking to move is that they're working with 4,000 or 5,000 yeah. banks. Numbers, but the, yeah, yeah number but of the banks. But the actual local conversions, they, they can be abysmally mm. low. Interesting. And like, just, just in, in terms of the general, maybe sticking with account to account as well, what do you see happening in terms of the market uh, shifts and trends across Europe or globally as well in the, in the next couple of years? Because th there has been a, quite a shift and you guys are sort of moving with f like towards that direction and that's where you're sort of innovated as well. What do you see happening in terms of, you know, these uh, payment schemes versus account-to-account -account <laughs> payments versus open banking and yeah. what's been happening around there? 
broad yeah. question, but it it is a super super broad question. Um, all in all, uh, and, and this will sound super weird coming from me, but I think that open banking in its current form will will not be replacing I don't know card schemes yeah. in, in any kind of significant manner. So the the reason why we're super bullish about open banking and why we're investing in it mm -hmm. is because on markets such as Germany and Poland that context has already been created with the kind of old school uh, pay by links and bank links. Mm -hmm. But in, in essence, it is quite difficult to, uh, <coughs> let's say, take the customer behavior associated with cards and then try to change it. So we're, we're not in the business of changing customer behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in essence, for, for us, the next super, super important step is to become fully payment method agnostic. So we're able to offer kind of cards, account to account, or whatever payment method there might be on, on kind of uh, similar terms. And so that we would not need to ultimately care which payment method is being used. And we would not need to try and educate the market because that's a long process. And for example, when it comes to, uh, I don't know, instant food delivery or something like that, I cannot see let's say customers going into three authentication phases. Uh, there are changes being proposed to open banking as well. So it's called PSD3. Yeah. Uh, and that will also heavily focus on a thing called variable recurring payments. So then it's in essence, you connect your account up and then you're able to kind of use your bolts or Ubers or whatnot, then that it can automatically be flowing the, the, the money between there. Mm -hmm. But I'd say we're we're a bit off in terms of the technology where mm -hmm. it could really mm -hmm. start overtaking cards. But in a few specific geographies, actually, uh, for example, uh, Brazil, uh, they created their uh, instant. Uh, yeah. What was it called? Uh, Ticks? No, yeah. no, I, I yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. name. They but in essence, sort of the internal. Uh, yeah. That is eating the market super super quickly. Yeah. So I can see that kind of happening in other geos as well. But I'd say we we need to go a bit further with the technology before. Interesting. And in terms of your business model and you know, pretty much where you make money, like what, what's, wh how does it work for you guys? Yeah, like I can see the value prop from yeah. to the merchants. How does it work on the consumer side? And where do you where do you make the most of the money? Do you think? Uh, yeah. So I mean, ultimately, we're we're still a payments business. Yeah. So uh, that is a large concentration of revenue for us. And now we're also building products to supplement it. So that's like our value add suite. So uh, I, for example, what, what else are you working on? Ah, I can't uh, quite, uh, quite no, uh, put yet. it out in the open yet, <laughs> uh, but right. yeah, it, it would be super, super exciting. It almost feels as if the the end of this year we're kind of launching Montoya 2.0 mm. because each month is a product release for us. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a super, super exciting place to be in. Okay, nice. And you recently opened up an office in Poland. In, is in that? Uh, yeah. So we now have three uh, people in persons. In, in, in Warsaw, okay. uh, but no actual office yet. No so we're office, we're but two people. Yeah, right. we're now and you process. guys want to expand across Europe probably. Exactly. Wh where are you guys currently in, in terms of markets and where do you want to expand to? So yeah, so currently open uh, the Baltics, yep. then it's Poland and Finland, mm -hmm. uh, currently working hard in Germany. Germany so right. those are the, the main focuses for us right now. How, how large is the team currently? Uh, total team is uh, 57. Which is, Seven, yeah, the, the crazy right. part is yeah. we started the year with 19, then we got the investment from yeah. Index. It was yeah. chaos, yeah. Uh, starting to build it up, and now we're kind of more in a stable place where we can really, really focus on the execution. You guys raised 11 million, was 11 it? 11 million. Yeah. yeah. How, how long ago was it? Like eight months ago, six months ago? I think it was in um, March. March, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so what's, what are the, just sort of with that fundraising as well, 
Uh, what are some of the milestones for you guys in, in the next 12, 18 months? What, what do you want to target? It's Both from a, yeah. of course, you know, numbers kind of a perspective, but also from a product perspective as well. Yeah, so, so on, on product, I can't say too yeah, much yeah, right yeah. now. I would really want to. But expand across yeah. sort of different offerings is yeah. what I understand. Uh, I can kind of hint that we're getting super in-depth into the actual payment structure yeah. and the, the kind of mm, payment infrastructure. So that is something super exciting we're working on. Uh, when it comes to markets, uh, yeah, then Germany is, is a big one for us okay. right now. Yeah. yeah, That's the main focus then? Yeah, Germany and Poland actually. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and in terms of, you know, the, the sort of change in terms of the speed of execution and what, what you've sort of seen with the fundraising, What's really changed over the last, <laughs> you know, couple months? Because going from 19 to 50 plus people, uh, you know, you yeah. guys are a young team, so things should have changed a lot. And in terms of the experience, how has it been? It has for sure. So uh, I mean, this year has been a absolutely crazy ride, uh, and right now we're getting into the kind of stage where we can just focus on execution mm -hmm. uh, because we've kind of gotten through the chaos of going from 19 to 50 plus. But you guys have been hiding like for the last couple of months probably, that's been what, like 50% of what you did? Uh, I think that's fair, yeah. 50% yeah. working on product, 50% yeah, yeah. working on, uh, on hiring, on and the then an additional 50% on new markets. <laughs> so that comes to like 150%. Nice, yeah. <laughs> good breakdown. Yeah. So, and, and you know, with that, what, what has been some of the learnings for you, at least like personally, both mm -hmm. you know, from a hiring perspective and, and the growth perspective? Yeah, so hiring in the beginning was difficult. Uh, in all honesty, we know exactly what do we're you, doing. Do you there. do the like hiring? You know, do you have a, a, a talent manager in house, a, sort of a structure for that, or do you guys do all of the interviews yourselves? How now we do. Now we do. Yeah. yeah. So now we actually have uh, Sandra uh, working in HR. Yeah. She joined us from Bolt, and uh, also a recruiter, uh, Ergo. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, in the beginning, it was utter chaos trying to uh, find developers and uh, and business development people. But we kind of got into a rhythm of outreach, using a few recruiters, mm -hmm. actually learning how the ads work when it comes to recruiting. Yeah. And uh, by now we have a really, really good process. Uh, but they are coming from uh, just, okay, now we need to get started to us now having a process that was chaotic for uh, for sure. And you guys are hiding mainly in, in Tallinn or other regions as well. Are you guys remote in terms of how you work? Or? Yeah, so that depends on the team really. Yeah. Uh, now we're more and more remote. So mm -hmm. for example, we, we hired a product director from, from Klarna. He's, mm -hmm. he's in Stockholm. Uh, okay. We just hired a VP of marketing in, uh, in the UK. Um, and yeah, obviously the kind of local distribution teams looking at Poland or Germany, they're, they're local. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to, for example, developers, I'd say it's like 60% in, uh, in Tallinn and mm -hmm. then 40% in uh, Austria, Sweden, uh, Romania. Mm, quite quite yeah, distributed yeah. team then. Yeah. Getting nice. there, yeah. That was yeah. also a difficulty when when you're used to just having those uh, what's it called water cooler uh, yeah. talk, yeah. Uh, and then you need to actually build the processes it's that you totally communicate. Right? It is a different kind of game for sure. Uh, now <laughs> we're there. Uh, it's it's actually working. You now. guys are doing now weekly all hands and stuff like that. Oh yeah, we're we're doing yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have to. Yeah. All right. Then in terms of the in terms of the next years, you know. Uh, what do you want? What are targets like in general in terms of team size, in terms of where you want to be? Like, what are some milestones for you guys? And any fundraising plans soon? <laughs> fundraising, uh, yes, perhaps uh, in, in, in the next year. Yeah. Um, when, it, when it comes to kind of, let's say, more concrete uh, milestones, then it's really kind of the, the first step for us is taking on Europe and really becoming a, a strong contender for being the, the fastest growing and then also the largest payment platform in Europe. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I mean, I already mentioned Latin America. 
it's so goddamn exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while right now what we're discussing is a bit more philosoph philosophical rather yeah. than our actual expansion plan, mm -hmm. it's it would be such an exciting kind of uh, next expansion for us. But yeah, right now super focused on execution in Europe. All right, good. Nice talking to you. Yeah, Marcus, um, what good to have you here. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for coming. <laughs> sure thing. Thanks, man. Uh, Are you sticking around? Sorry? Are you sticking around a little bit? To stay in the loop, go to our website, getcc.com, or follow us at getcc on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube.